The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to episode 87. Season 4, episode 27. Of two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Guys, we are back for another one of our weekly episodes. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. And uh, straight off the bat, we're going to have to tell you we are doing this once again over Zoom. Uh, it's, it's just nonstop. It is relentless. But we have got uh, Adam's daughter, Isla, is, has pick up, picked up a little bit of a sickness bug. So we don't risk anything. Um, we're just trying to be as cautious as possible. I am on... Ten talks at the minute as uh, we are due to go to Centre Parks this weekend. And I am just, I don't know what it is. Well, I'll tell you what it is. One of my friends who was supposed to come to Centre Parks with us, it was rearranged from last year. We rearranged it thinking, you know, it's going to be past 21st of June. Everything will be back to normal. That's not been the case. So we can still go. But one of my friends who was due to come with us on Friday got a letter from his daughter's nursery telling him that his daughter's been in close contact with someone who's tested positive and they are going to need to isolate for 10 days, meaning that they can no longer come to uh, Centre Parks with us, which is absolutely gutting. And I've all, like, we were having a discussion, me and Claire the other day, and Claire was like, well, should we not just keep them off this week? Just keep them off school this week to make sure we can go to Centre Parks because we're that desperate to just get away, get out of the house. Um so it is, it is just relentless bubbles bursting here, there and everywhere. Same with you, Adam. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, fingers crossed our, our, our bubbles are all intact at the minute, but, um, but yeah, so my little girl, it was like a scene out the exorcist last night. Um, she was, she was spewing all sorts of ways and, uh, yeah, so I know that you've got centre parts this weekend, so can't be taking any silly risks. So we can always hop on here. That's, you know, one of the slight positives of uh, this pandemic is the fact of, you know, a couple of years ago, we'd have just been like, oh, mate, can't do it. You know what I mean? Can't, can't yeah. record an app. Can't, can't give the people, the lovely people, what they want, what they need. Yeah. But now... You're welcome, guys. We, we are here. We, we are, are here. Uh, We're doing it virtually. It's it's all good. But no, I say that because all I keep being messaged about, all I keep hearing are just bubbles bursting here, there, and everywhere. Now, listen, I don't want a sort of... Uh, I'm not one for superstitions or anything like that, but whoever came up with the actual term of bubbles, whoever made that shout needs sacking... Because bubbles is one of the worst things you can call it. Because literally everything, um, every bubble just bursts. It's inevitable. Like it's, 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 you know, you're sort of foreshadowing that that's going to happen. You need to think of things that aren't going to fall apart. That's what yeah, I've said on the podcast before. If it was up to me, I'd have called them like kingdoms. Because I just think that sounds so much more epic. If, you know, someone was to test positive. The fact that you'd have to phone home and be like, I'm sorry, but another kingdom has fallen and do it in maybe like a Jon Snow accent. Yeah. 
that's just going to make the thing situation so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, parents might be a bit annoyed, but when they hear a Jon Snow, sorry to, you know, I, I was going to say, how how great would it be that that was like that was a must? That was a like <laughs> that was in bold that you had to do that. Just like ring up someone like, is that Mrs. Peterson? Like, <laughs> you, you're going to have to keep Mary off. A kingdom's fallen, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've had messages from so many teachers who uh, are now isolating and uh, it's just an absolute nightmare. So I actually put on my uh, Instagram story that the, the question was simple. Have you, had an, have, you, have you had to send any bubbles home since starting back after half term? Now, uh, we had six and a half thousand responses to that question and 1668 said yeah so going off those statistics we're talking well over well nearly a fifth we're talking one in nearly one in five or are you, you know. warning are you warning people about this stat attack that you're going to throw at them no i'm stat just saying attack. i was i was shocked by that because people i thought surely it's not that bad but this delta variant seems to be causing all sorts <laughs> of uh all sorts of problems. So I just, it, it worries me. What worries me about, obviously lots, lots, of, but you know, if we're talking about school wise, I can't be going back to home learning. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> You're not taking me back. You know what it reminds me of? The thing is, the thing is, it's like, it's like when we went to Benidorm for your stag, uh, now we had the most we had the most epic three days. And to be honest, I don't really think we've touched upon it as much as we really should have in the podcast. But that's why you've got to carry on listening to us yeah. deep into the future because there's some stuff that you just don't know. Now, at the end of uh, Lee's Benidorm stag, am I right in thinking 2010? Yep. 11 yeah. years ago now. Yeah. So at the end of Lee, and like Lee was the first one to get married. Um, yeah, it was the it was the first stag. Yeah, it was the first big stag, and then you know it was one of them where everyone went big, and mm-hmm. everyone eventually somehow by hook or by crook went home. You got um, found a way home. It's like you, homeward bound you, for some of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you were very poorly. Ryan was very poorly. I had a Mohican and got diagnosed with alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, um, I definitely had alcohol poisoning. Me and Ryan begged the air stewardess on the way home if there was some way we could lie down. And somehow there were two rows at the front of the plane. And both me and Ryan just lay that, just had to lie down the whole way home. It was um, one of the worst flights I've ever experienced in my life. You, you might you might be thinking, why is this, why is this renegade talking about a steg? And the reason why is once the dust had settled and the hangovers had finally gone, we all agreed that we were never going to go back. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was one and done. It, we'd done Benidorm. We were never going to go back. And then unbelievably, and I think everyone was shocked at this, that five years later, I was getting married and yeah. was going on a stag do. And you're talking about home learning. You say you never want to go back. We said that about Benidorm. Where did we go on my Stagley? Went back to Dorm. <laughs> Look at the pain in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> Those are grim days. 
Yeah, no, I, 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 I can't be doing it. I can't be doing it. It's a, it's a no-win situation, like the second dorm. It was never, never going to go well. But for parents and for teachers, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's a struggle to get anything out of the kids at this point of the year while they're in class to then have to go in and do the, the home learning again and try and get work out the children at this time of the year. It's just, but what I was thinking, my question is, had Boris actually delivered on the 21st of June, which was Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. Would we still have, would would this isolating thing still be happening? I mean, are we only doing this isolating stuff because we've not got to that freedom day? Like would, this is what I'm not sure of because, you know, they were talking at end of all sort of social restrictions. And well, does that include this whole isolating side of things? So if Monday, because one of our year two classes, I had a panic Sunday night, email came through. One of the year two classes are having to isolate. I was with year two on Thursday, but it was the other year two class. So I'm home and well, touch wood, home and dry. So is this this where where it like flips around where it's, I, I think it's gone so far now that suddenly, you know, and I can't believe if you'd have asked me when we were doing, when we were on like, like episode 40, 40, 42, when we, the pandemic started and there was an episode, episode 50. there was an episode, episode in the 40s where we were like, I'm sure the LO for the, for the episode was something like to know Corona or to support Corona beer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we, I'm sure because we did, we definitely did the 50th and uh, the 50th episode in isolation. Yeah, and I remember we got absolutely, we got absolutely on it, didn't we? <laughs> um, <laughs> classic. Um, but I just think it's weird now that it's suddenly like I don't think anyone, like even the people at the top, know the rules because it's kind of like you're like you said there that you were in year two. Now, back in the day, it would have been like year two, well, you part of year two. So you're going to have to isolate. But now it's like, uh, no, actually, he's the contact of a contact of a contact. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you have to be within two meters and and, and we, we, for 15 minutes. I, I don't know if I'm within two meters of anyone, even my wife, <laughs> for 15 minutes. So I don't know, like, what the crack is at all. But it's it's when, when you go back to, like, the Freedom Day, like, that was supposed to be Monday. I mean, you know. It's so it's just so gutting that we're not. Yeah. I, I I don't I didn't really kind of think about it until it was here, and I was thinking, oh god, how good would it have been? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, if, if if it's gonna save lives and and obviously help to delay it, then obviously I'm all for it. Yeah, selfishly, yeah. selfishly, I want I want things just so. I just can't believe how long it's been. And I what I don't understand is having friends in. New Zealand and having friends in Australia and just seeing their like Snapchats and stuff. I'm, uh, I feel like we're living like on Mars, like we're, we're on a completely different planet. I know. Um, I know. I mean, I mean, we're, and, and saying that we're, we're still in a much better position than some other countries as far as the vaccination side of things concerned. It's just, I mean, we will get there eventually. I mean, I bet Boris is just putting his whole, he's betting everything on the fact England are bringing it home. Because I guarantee if England somehow managed to win this Euros, all will be forgiven. Boris can literally come out and go like, listen, we're, we're locking down until Christmas. And everyone will be like, don't matter, it's coming home. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they've been talking about like the, 
you know, if, if people have been following it, obviously Phil Foden's dyed his hair blonde like Gazza in 96. And he said that the whole squad have agreed to all get it done if they win the Euros. Yeah. Boris has already got it done. He's already there. <laughs> he's he's kind of preempting the, the inevitable. He's got his he? kit ready to John Terry at the end. Just run on. I mean, it, it will be a tight fit. It will be a horrible <laughs> fit, the kit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, guys, we hope you are making it through. You're staying safe, getting your jabs. And fingers crossed we can just make it to the end of this term in one piece because flipping heck, it's been one tough old slog. But we're near the ending point. I mean, it's just, it's it's a stress at the minute, isn't it? Because we've got all that going on. And teachers are st- we're still writing reports. We're still, you know, slogging through those end-of-term reports. Um, now, I know this, this uh, podcast isn't one for giving the tips and tricks. You know, it's not an educational in that you're going to come away with uh, mind-blowing teaching ideas. Well, <laughs> you need to get me in your school for some training for that sort of stuff. But what I will say, which has been an absolute game changer, if there are any teachers, I know most teachers now, if you are organized in there, uh, you've probably got your reports done, dusted, but there will be a handful. And I feel like these are the handful of teachers. These are the teachers that tend to listen to the podcast. So I'm going to I'm going to share with you. Right. An idea that will be a game changer for you. Right. If you do have if you do have an iPad or even an iPhone. Right. Load up your keyboard on whatever app you're using notes whatever it might be hit that dictation tool the little microphone next to the space bar and just talk through your reports just dictate your reports make sure you speak clearly make sure you're not you know you hit the punctuation marks as well so if you say you know uh, it has been a pleasure to have jane in my class this year full stop it'll put the full stop in I tell you, you will get through those reports in half the time. It is an absolute game changer. Dictation tool. I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. It's, it's, it's the one. So there you go. There's, there's your, there's your little tech tip of the episode from Mr. P. Now, just before we do get into what everything else that we've been up, up to, we do need to just make a few announcements. Now, obviously, we've got. We, well, I'm going to let you into a little secret. We have got a very, very special. <laughs> You just wait, guys, because soon enough, we're just waiting for the go-ahead, but we are going to be announcing something incredibly special. We can only tease it at the minute, but on top of everything else, and I know things are going swimming, you know, we're so excited for these things we've got in the pipeline. This next one's a biggie. So obviously you get this podcast each week for free. You don't have to pay for this. I mean, you don't have to listen. No one's forcing you. But this is sort of, don't get me wrong, it, it helps me and Adam. We we enjoy it. We love the little laughs that we have, sharing your wonderful stories and chatting. Um, but we know it helps a lot of other people, and you get this for free, right? All we ask in return is that you spend two seconds. Well, there's a few things, actually. Number one, a couple of seconds, go to the website, britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote. We've got like a week, a week to try and get as many votes as possible. If we can somehow make it in to the top 10 or even possibly top three, that would be absolutely unbelievable. Now, I know we asked for your votes in another Listener Choice Award that we won earlier on in the year, and we are so grateful for that one. But this one is the big, the British Podcast Awards. We are up, it's, it's, it's big time, guys. It is like, 
the pinnacle of podcast awards in Britain. We didn't get nominated in any other category. The only one we can, uh, we can we've got a chance in is the Listener Choice Awards, and it's purely based on the amount of people who vote. Now, if everyone who has listened to the podcast over the past year, if they were to vote, if every single person who's on the Facebook group were to vote. If every person who follows me on social media was to just give us a vote, spend five, 10 seconds putting in their email address, finding the podcast, we'd, we'd, we'd win it, right? There's no doubt about it. We would win it. It's tough competition. but if ever, Now, that's obviously not going to happen. But if you're listening to this, wherever you are, just, just five seconds, britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote, search to Mr. P's, put your email address in, verify that email, and we will be we will be so so thankful. So that's number one. Number two is obviously pre-ordering your copy of the book. Now, if you've not done that yet, get involved. You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can pre-order it on Waterstones, W. H. Smith. Um, we've had quite a few people asking whether we're going to be doing signed copies. We should hopefully have some details about that very very soon. Um, the next thing is obviously getting your tickets for the live shows. Obviously, we talked last week at our disappointment in not being able to do the lead show um, in uh, in July. But that has now been rearranged the 4th of September. Uh, there may well be some tickets available because anyone who can't make the 4th of September will be able to get a full refund and those tickets will become available. But there are plenty of tickets on the other shows. All the details are on the website to mrpspodcast.com. Right, that's all of that out of the way. Adam, how's your week been? Uh Wow. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit weird. It's been, right. it's been a bit Sweet. of a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a. Uh, it's been a bit of a weird one this week. I have to admit. Um, you know, like the whole kind of COVID thing. I don't want to bring it back to the COVID thing because I want to move on. But like, I've been proper bunged up. I don't know if you can hear. Like, what did you say of... then? Bunged up. Yeah. Right. Okay. I've been bunged up, and I don't know if you can hear. Why are you laughing? There was just a little bit of a tweet. I don't know whether there was a little bit of a glitch when you said it, and it just sounded like something else. All right, no, never mind. Go on. Um, I've been I've been bunged up, and um, the problem is with that is I it's easily just you know I don't know if you can hear by my voice. I've got a bit of a Phoebe Buffet, you know, Mas Diggy shoes, Mas Diggy shoes. And um, the problem is, is like, you know, you want to be, you want to be comforted. You want to be, it's, it's, it's a common cold. It's, it's a man flu. Um, yeah. But no one wants to go anywhere near you because they think it's this new, you know, this Very. new, yeah, Stevenage variant, even though I've not been to Stevenage. <laughs> um, now, sorry, if, if, you, if you're from Stevenage, there isn't a Stevenage variant. I just, I don't know why that Yet. came to my head. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Father's Day on Sunday just gone, uh, a little bit disappointing. Um, because I was, I was, I just had like you know, nose pouring, <laughs> sinuses, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, didn't get what I wished for, didn't get the present. It's funny, Father's Day, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, Adam, but you know, what, what, what would you want more than anything else on Father's Day? I think this. <laughs> Right, if we're being honest, cards on the table, right? And most dads listening to this will be the same. When you get asked, like, what do you want for Father's Day? What would your honest answer be? 
and, and I think I know where you're going. Is Go on. Just so to not see your kids. <laughs> no, not to not see them. Just to have a day off. <laughs> just to have yeah. a little bit of time to myself. Can I just like <laughs> be on my own for the day, please? Can I just be yeah. left alone I mean, for the day? I mean, a lion, a lion, a lion is is. Uh, oh, it's crucial. You know, at the- would be would be massive but yeah so i was a bit i was i was all sniffly i had a runny nose all sorts on saturday night didn't have a great night's sleep woke up just like proper man flu takes Mm -hmm. it out of me so then like kim had booked me a buffet breakfast now you know for people who listen to this who 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 know me now you know a buffet breakfast is like telling me that you've got jennifer aniston waiting in the bed you know what i mean it's 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 dream stuff. Um, <laughs> and he doesn't use that term lightly, guys. That's his favorite double B's, buffet breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant boobs and bed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so couldn't go to uh, couldn't go to an all-you-can-eat buffet breakfast because I didn't feel very well. Where was that supposed to be? Um, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the Coppicewood Farm. All right, yeah. Didn't know they did breakfasts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome for the shout out, Coppicewood. Give me some extra <laughs> sausages next time, baby. Um, well, we'll take a free carvery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, with pigs in blankets in Yorkshire, please, pal. <laughs> yeah. Um, All the meat. Yeah. So didn't do that, which was a bit disappointing. Um, and then obviously the day was going by. I had to go back to bed because I wasn't feeling great. So I felt, you know, I felt a bit, I felt a bit rubbish. The kids had these really nice dad t-shirts. You know, Max had a daddy, you are rawsome dinosaur t-shirt. I think Isla had a daddy is my hero. They just didn't wear them. The labels are still on them. So I think we kind of postponed Father's Day for a weekend. Refund. But then, uh, yeah, but then uh, I imagine taking it back. I'm actually not rawsome. I'm a bad dad. Can you return this, please? Um, And then I was supposed to have a Turkish delight kebab at the night now i mean you, if you listen to this pod you know me a turkish kebab for my tea is like having halle berry naked in my bed <laughs> it's dream stuff um so <laughs> so couldn't have a turkish so oh, I, honestly went bed, I went to bed sunday night like really really gutted i mean don't get me wrong the funniest thing was uh, Kim got me this card from, uh, you know, from the kids or like from Isla. One of the cards was uh, fill this in about my daddy. I don't know if anyone's seen these cards. I meant to put it on my Insta, but I forgot because I was so poor. <laughs> um, it was like, fill this in about my daddy. And it was like, how old is my daddy? What's my daddy's favorite thing to do? And da 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 And it was, and it, so anyway, Isla fills it in. And she's taking me through the answers and it's hilarious. So it said, um, name daddy wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then it said, uh, what's my daddy's, what's my daddy's favorite things. And she put burgers and dirty beer. Right. And then it said, what is daddy's worst thing? And then she put eating too many burgers and drinking too many dirty beers. (laughs) And to be fair, I thought that is absolutely quality. Like for a five-year-old to come out with that. And it was her yeah. writing. Um, uh. But yeah, no, so it, I'm not going to lie. It's been, 
you know, it's been a mixed week. I had a, I did sports days last week. Oh at yeah. My school. Yeah. Um, and they went really well. And, um, you know, obviously a little bit different, uh, you know, with, with everything, but the kids, you know, this is what I feel, I feel like the kids are so grateful when they get to do anything that resembles what life used to be like, what things yeah, yeah. used to be like. Yeah, yeah. So, Simple you know, things, was, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So I was really, really happy to get that done. Um, and yeah, so it's just been a bit of a mixed bag, really. What about yourself? Well, yeah. I mean, I've had a nightmare today. Um, so remember when I said I went up, we went up to Mum's caravan? So on the way up to Mum's caravan, we had to take two cars because we took the bikes. And uh, the smaller car, Claire was driving that. And then as we're, as we're driving up, she's like, oh, the, t- the, the pressure's gone in one of the tires. I was like, oh, yeah. no. And obviously, she's worrying about getting to the caravan. So we get to the caravan, massive nail in the tire. So I'm like, right, we're going to have to sort that out. We can't drive back to Manchester. So luckily, we find uh, Andy's tires in Prestatin. Shout out to Andy's tires. Drive it in there on one of the mornings. Give us those like, free tires, Andy. <laughs> Give us those yeah. free tires. Get us those, Shout out. Get us those Michelins. Um, and he's like, mate, where that where that nail is in your car in your tire? There's no way we can repl- we can pull it out or plug it or whatever. You're going to need a new tire, right? So I won't tell you the price, but it was a ridiculous amount for a tire, right? Yesterday, get um get home or went out to the car, take, take the car. Where did I go? I went to drop Lily off at football training actually. And, uh, the bigger car, the, the Land Rover tire pressure gone. on one of the tires. I'm like, you are joking. So take it to Costco. Can't do anything tonight, mate. Too late. You're gonna have to bring it back tomorrow. Right. Took it today in lunch. So I've had a full day of zooms in the lunch hour, but the problem was, uh, it was flat. So I've had to spend half an hour of my lunch pumping it up, get to get to cost. Anyway, leave it with us, Barbara. Phone me up just after I finish my session. Uh, yeah, mate, the angle in which the nail is in the tire, we're not going to be able to rep- we're not going to be able to fix it. You're going to need to get a new tire. Well, have you got a nail? Have you got a nail in the Land Rover as well? Yeah, yeah. So not only have I shipped out for a new tire when we're in press starting for the smaller car, there's another nail. In the, in the Land Rover. So he's like, so you can try and get another company to look at it because we, you know, we do a specific method that can't be done or we can buy, we can get you a new tire. But the only problem is because it's a four wheel drive, you're going to have to buy two tires. So I'm like, oh, you are joking. I said, right, mate, leave it with me. So I then try phoning. I phone like three places, all of them. Oh, if Costco can't do it, we're not going to be able to do it. So I go into Costco and I'm like, right, I'm just going to have to get two tires. He's like, you sure? Because, you know, you only need one tire. I was like, mate, we go to Center Parks on, on, at the weekend. If I take the car home now and try phoning around and can't get anywhere, we're not going to be able to go. I said, if you, can get to, if you can get the tire done by Friday, then I'm just going to have to. So I just, you know what they say? The buses, buses don't come, what they say, come in freeze or whatever it is. No, it's you wait for a you wait for a bus to come and then two come along at once. Well, that's what it is. You wait. Well, I wasn't waiting for a tire. I didn't want my tires to go down, but yeah, there we go. Just dropped. Uh, thing you know, did 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 when they fixed your tires? Yeah, did they come out with like anything funny like 
You know, like, have you seen that? Nailed it. Did they, <laughs> did they come out with some sort of pun? Or, you know, no, because they were, they were, they didn't know how to handle the fact that I was literally crying in front of him. Like, <laughs> like, you, like what, what, you, you, you tire when on the Audi as well recently. I bet you're really tired of all this. <laughs> I, you oh. know, it, I feel like puns are more than welcome in, in, in sticky situations <laughs> like that. They are, but when you <laughs> shit, oh my word, it's, yeah. Um, Father's Day was was it was good. It was just Father's Day. Like uh, my funny, the funniest thing was the card the kids got me. So the card on the front says, uh, "What does it say now?" It's a plate of nachos. They know me well. Uh, what is it? Nacho. I can't. I can't remember what it says. But the funniest part of it, right, is Harry's message inside. Now we know Harry's a little bit of a character. Uh, this was his Father's Day message to me this year uh, from my 10-year-old son. It reads, and I mean, this is poetic. This kid's going places. To dad, you are my dad and my only dad. I don't know why I said that from Harry. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally, that made my Father's Day. That was just, I've, I've read that and laughed to myself. So much to dad, you are my dad and my only dad. I don't know why I said that from Harry. Just, just poetic. Just what else would you need? Uh, it just says everything it needs to. You are my dad, my only dad. Um, it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of, do you remember uh, pop stars, the rivals, where yeah. Girls Aloud won it and then One True Voice with a boy <laughs> band? Yeah. And they released Sacred Trust that came second to Sound of the Underground. Yeah, no, well. One of their, one of their other singles was Shakespeare's Way with Words, <laughs> which had the lyric, which had the lyric of all time, which was, if I had Shakespeare's Way with Words, I would write a sonnet, put your name upon it. I feel like <laughs> he's channeled his inner one true voice. Yeah. And absolutely smashed that. Um, but uh, I do want to say I, I got a really lovely message, right? So I remember last week we, we spoke about, um, you know, receiving amazing messages. And, and I'm not going to lie. I, whenever I go on the two Mr. P's Insta, by the way, at two Mr. P's podcast, if you don't already follow, um, and I see that there's like message requests. I love it because it's either going to be someone who loves the episode or someone who's entering a story. Yeah. Um, and then there's weird, like, kind of guys who want to see, you know, like, you know, the weird, like, Insta people who, who like, request photos or money. You yeah. know, you get a couple of those as well. The um, scammers. But to be honest, uh, yeah, any, any message is welcome. <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean? I'm at that point where I would just take it. Anyway, um, so I got this message and you'll remember this person, right? Because right. they were on they were on the pod uh, from a story a while ago. So um, I was in my third year of teaching and had joined a new school in September. I had noticed, a, oh no, sorry, that's wrong. I think that was the old story, <laughs> right? Sorry. In fact, that is the old story. So it, it, it was the one about Christmas and it was the one about where it said, <laughs> <laughs> Where do you remember this? Where it said, uh, where about the I spoke lovingly of my boyfriend and his love for wrestling. Do you remember that? Where the guy tried it on with her? No, 
Oh, what? You don't remember Just that? Just re- read the story. Read the story again. Right. So I was in my third year of teaching and I joined a new school in September. I had noticed a male member of staff giving me quite a lot of attention, saving me a seat in staff meetings, occasionally putting his hands on my shoulders. I spoke loudly of my boyfriend and his love of wrestling. You must remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, though. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, but, but the friendliness continued. Christmas rolled around and the work Christmas party saw Prosecco flowing freely. Feeling a bit nervous, I fully committed to the open bottles. Fast forward to me gushing at the uh, student, let's call her Amy, about the other teacher, let's call him Dan. And I've been told I was shouting about how inappropriate he was and how I was flattered, but loved my boyfriend. And then there was no way he was my type. Fast forward to the next morning. Yes, the party was on a Thursday. After throwing up in the disabled toilets and falling asleep in the Christmas assembly, I finally made it to the staff room to find everyone talking. The head teacher asked if I had heard. Can you believe Dan and Amy have been having a secret relationship since September? <laughs> so obviously... <laughs> The person she'd like said, like, how inappropriate is this guy? <laughs> uh, the guy was seeing. But obviously, <laughs> what we picked up from that story was was that how, you know, I'm in love with my boyfriend. <laughs> it's still real to him, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's here, he's here dressed as John Cena, but you can't see him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right, so anyway. What's, I'm, I'm, yeah, but what's your boyfriend called? It doesn't matter what his name is. <laughs> so it says here, good morning. I'm a huge fan of your pod, especially after being shamed for my wrestling-loving <laughs> boyfriend last year. <laughs> you weren't shamed. What a jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. So he said, uh, in December 2020, I left my long standing leafy school to return to a school I had loved as a TA. <laughs> Let's just say a lot of the children at this school struggled to make the right choices. And there is a whole list of nominations for Diabolical Leader of the Week. However, yeah. I was very keen to get involved and be part of the school moving forward. Over the last 18 months, I have been. I have been told to reflect, understand the reality and blue sky think more than I can remember. I have felt like I work for an FTSE 100 rather than a primary school. What's that? Is it sort of, is it, um, it's like a Wall Street sort of company where, you know, like a bit like Wolf of Wall Street sort of get the deal done. With budget cuts making even harder and the pressure from academy things uh, began to become more about the bottom line and the children. I began to feel miserable and anxious, struggling to maintain the workload and make anything about uh, the enjoyment of the kids. I have been a huge fan of the podcast since the beginning, but found it especially helpful as it became very clear my views did not line up with theirs. I yearned for some classroom banter a night out where someone makes a fool of themselves. I don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and bring and share lunch. So in May, I visited another school where I was fortunate to overhear the PE coach bantering with the front office. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I got to this point, I thought, I should get a job at my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should get a job at my place. 
um, bantering with the front office, one of the cleaners making a round of brews, and two ECT teachers laughing and eating biscuits. I applied and was fortunate enough to be given a position at another school that actually feels like a school. Thank you so much for all your help, laughs, and reality checks. You both reminded me why I went into teaching and why I stayed. Oh, that's nice. So I, I messaged back uh, just something like, you know, so, so happy for you. Well done. I was going to try and think of a funny wrestling quip, but I thought it wasn't the right time. <laughs> I thought it wasn't the right time. I thought it, oh, it, yeah, it but me, me forking out for five different tyres and you're coming up with all puns. You should have definitely hit yeah, it. was going to go along the lines of like, you know, I'm really happy that your old school didn't get you down for the count of three like your boyfriend probably does. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the but, bottom line. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, massive congratulations. And, and, and if there is anyone um listening to this who who the you know finds the podcast uh helpful in that way then I, i'm i'm absolutely buzzing with that because that that genuinely does make it all worthwhile and yeah. there are times don't get me wrong this podcast helps me out no end with the fact of just like having a bit of an escape from my own family uh, <laughs> no I'm joking uh, as in like it just it 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 does it does re re reaffirm your love for the job when you talk about the crazy stuff that happens. Yeah. And obviously if we're allowed to do that and help other people, it, it genuinely means the world. And, and yeah, so it, it does. I'm, I love hearing stuff like that. So massive uh, props to unnamed wrestling girlfriend. And that actually without planning, this is almost, it almost seems like we planned this, but we haven't. This is going to lead us nicely into the first feature I'm going to do this week. But first, we'll just take a quick little break and then we'll be back with the first jingle. Hi, I'm Scott Hancock and I host From Queer to Eternity, a new podcast exploring what it means to be queer, where we have conversations like this. I look at younger generations and go, you can just Google this stuff. The fact that the only mention of queerness was don't get AIDS. <laughs> if I'd been marrying a girl, that would not have happened. Maybe we can find a, a universality that, that we weren't aware of before. That's why this podcast is so great, because actually, well, I guess we just don't think speak of this stuff. And yet it's part of our fabric. From Queer to Eternity, available to listen to now from the Great Big Owl Company. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton, with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. Right, okay, so if you remember uh, a couple of episodes ago, we had a question which was, you know, what are the red flags to look out for when you go looking around a school? 
And I actually put a post out on my uh, Facebook page and Instagram asking for examples. And I thought I'd just share a couple because it's that time of year where a lot of teachers will be applying for jobs and that sort of thing. The first one, this one comes from um, a tweet I saw earlier today, which is just absolutely bonkers, right? So it was a, it was um, so an NQT had shared it saying, can anyone point me in any sort of direction with this task that I've been asked to do for an interview? Let me talk you through the task, right? This is, this is for a job, a teaching job, right? So as part of the recruitment process, we are asking all candidates to prepare and record a five-minute presentation of a diorama freeze frame depicting how your current reading and research will influence how you organize and run your classroom at said school. An example of this might be a scene from the classroom depicting scenarios related to your current research. You are free to choose the medium, e.g. paper printout, Lego model, junk model, etc. But you are not allowed to use any digital technology to present your diorama. Right. What the F is that about? What, what? <laughs> In the world. Lie. If I, if I read that whilst going for a job, I would record a five minute video of me flipping the bird <laughs> and throwing up some V and filming it for five for, or just uh. film, film the bathroom when I've got a bad belly and go in and destroy the toilet and then grab the camera and go, that's what I think of your diarrhea-rama. <laughs> Honest to God. I mean, I've said this for a while. Like, I'm so lucky to have got the job when I got the job because my my interview was a sit-down with the head teacher uh, and a governor and, and just sort of a few questions, and that was it. The hoops people are expected to jump through now for a job of teaching. And do you know what annoys me about that task? That task there has absolutely no bearing on how good a teacher you are. Like, it's the same as what I always say is to whether, you know, if you, um, those teachers who can write an amazing lesson plan, but cannot deliver it. Like this, this, this huge difference. I mean, Honestly, the hoops you've got to jump through. That is one of the worst, though, examples of a task like, you've got to do. Do you, not, do, you not, do you not think that if you were to smash that task, you're probably a bit of a square? Oh, an right? absolute square. Right. But, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the stuff there, like how your current reading and research will influence how you organize and run your classroom. Who's got time to research stuff? What are you researching? I'm going to throw it out there, right? Anybody who has had that task and smashed it drives to all work dues. They are the designated driver on all work dues. Because I tell you, it's just like I don't want to, you know, I don't yeah. want to sound like I'm, I'm, what's the word? Uh, no, but I get what you mean. Stereotyping. Yeah. But I'm telling you now, it's like you go, you're going for a big round of shots and it's like, no, I've got my water. <laughs> I love a decaf cappuccino. Do you know what? Do you know what? Everyone listening to this, as you've just said that, a teacher's come into there. Eh? <laughs> a teacher who they work with just come into because someone's just done to me. I mean, I, that is a red flag because it, 
what I would do in that case, if I was given that breakdown of what you've got to do in that interview, I would withdraw. There's no way you want to work at a school that are giving out. If that's what they're doing for the interview process, imagine what the marking policy looks like. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a massive no from me. But um, yeah, other other examples of red flags to look out for. Waiting in the staff room, another candidate arrives, greets everyone by their first names, chats about their families and asks about their holidays. Clearly already works there. I'll get my coat. That happens loads as well. Because you know you've got to go, you can never just give it to someone who already works there. You've got to go through the process. And in most most cases, if you work there, you're established. You're going to get the job. I know um, there was a member of staff at our school who went to about three or four interviews and it always went to someone internal. And um, yeah, what about this one? <laughs> Life-size cardboard cutout of the head teacher in the foyer. <laughs> 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 did, it have like one of those, like... did it have one of those like speech bubbles like was it a cardboard cutout of a thumb up a speech bubble saying like be on time at five to nine yeah you know, like something like that like like a cereal packet yeah they're great we're great <laughs> um I don't know. I don't know why that may tickle me, but then it said head teacher pops around the corner wearing the exact same suit. <laughs> oh my god! Have you seen that? It's proper like partridge in it. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, loads that were just saying triple backed three D displays everywhere could be a red flag. Um, website that said join us on our journey to outstanding. No, thanks. <laughs> Another one, more than five job vacancies. That is a red flag, isn't it? If you've got a big turnover, there's something going on there, isn't there? Um, displays on the wall where it looks like adults have done more work than the actual children. <laughs> the deputy saying that Twinkle slash Sparkle Box was banned as it was, o- it was only used by lazy teachers. I would, I would disagree with that. that. Now, first of all, first of all, let's differentiate. Don't throw sparkle box in the same. Don't, don't throw that in the same mix as twinkle. Cause you know about sparkle box, don't you? Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, well, I had an ex girlfriend. I had an ex girlfriend who had a sparkle box, but I don't want to, I don't think you want to know what was in it. <laughs> so sparkle box was, I think was one of the first, real sort of resource very similar to twinkle but it was around before twinkle i'm sure it was and at one point in time it was absolutely huge it was everywhere um and don't don't get me wrong there was some decent little resources on there however it then transpired that the owner of sparkle box um was um was either accused or found guilty of being being a pedo basically having um you know, inappropriate images of kids or something or something along those lines, basically. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I thought most people banned Sparklebox because of that. But for me, you've got to listen. I think Twinkle can make teachers lazy, but it, it, you can't blame Twinkle for that. That's when teachers become a little bit too over-reliant on it. You know, we've all been there. Twinkle's got a place. I don't mind the odd, you know, the odd worksheet every now and again don't make you lazy it's just well when i you're think having... it's it's like you it's like units of alcohol isn't it i mean you 
It says on a bottle of alcohol, you should only have a certain amount a week. Now, you know, you're going to go through that in the next hour. So, <laughs> you know, you're not a twinkleaholic unless you're using it yeah. all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. You don't I think need to it can, go to TA I think it can be part of a balanced diet. <laughs> you don't need to go to TA meetings where you go, uh, I'm Adam and I'm a twinkleholic. Um, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> Uh, no, I get, I get it though. Yeah, I mean, you know, Twinkle's one of the. I think Twinkle is great because I think things happen in school, especially at the moment where it's like, you know, things like a bubble popping or a teacher being off or someone's kids being poorly or this or that, and then suddenly things are so crazy. Yeah, that Twinkle is there for purely like we can help you through the day, you know, but you know. Just that that'll do. Just just one day, thank you. No, I mean, much. the fact that there's always something on there is is great. And I think sometimes when you you need that little bit of inspiration, you need that little bit of oh, I'm not sure that there's always something that I've got no issue with that. But I, I do agree in the fact that like um, you know, if you do overuse it, it it can make you you know a little bit stale. It can it can make you lazy. But that's more down to the teachers than than anything else. So anyway, right. So there's plenty more, but I'll share be, them. You've got to be you've got to be able to function without twinkle. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to. I do want to. I've had it. I've had a clamor. Um, I've had a clamor, which is a word I've I've never used before. Right. Um, and. I've had a clamor from quite a few people on the uh, podcast Insta saying, when is the joke feature returning? Because it's been a while. Right. Yeah, it's been yeah, a while. Yeah. So I'm going to use this time to announce that I'm retiring. The jo- I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> that <laughs> to, to, just, to just play the jingle, brother. Right. Here comes the other Mr. P's jokes. Joke, joke, joke. Joke, 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 <laughs> that is that is good in it <laughs> yeah um, what do you call a fish wearing a tie so fishdicated <laughs> <laughs> these you know what i mean people need to appreciate these <laughs> because when i'm when i'm gone when i'm six feet under to be fair these jokes will still be around you'll be able to find them <laughs> um what do you call two birds stuck together? Go on. Velcros. <laughs> <laughs> right then. <laughs> I've got I've got three more, right? And these these are good. What kind of car does a cowboy like to drive? Audi partner. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I've got two more. <laughs> and if you're with me, if you're listening to this, please, please, please just write in the group how much you love these jokes because these two are class. 
I must congratulate my niece on passing her mouth organ test today. Well done to our Monica. <laughs> <laughs> right. This one. This one got me right in the right in the gut. What was? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Come on. What was Whitney Houston's favorite coordination? Hand <laughs> if you didn't get that, it was hand eye <laughs> hand eye coordination. I'm sorry. That is that's your lot. That's your lot, you uh, greedy animals. Funny. Right, here's mine. You ready? Go on. You ready? Did you hear, did you see in the news that a man was admitted to hospital today with 25 plastic toy uh, plastic toy horses inserted in his rectum? Doctors have described his condition as stable. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Ah, oh, thank you. Ah, oh, thank you. I don't you. want to rain on your parade, brother. I don't want to rain. <laughs> don't rain on your parade. <laughs> I've got a slight suspicion that I've told that one. No, nah, I don't think you have. <laughs> you say that every time I tell a joke, you. You say it every time I tell a joke. Uh, right, so let's get through a few more stories. So I think we've got some O's this week, haven't we? Yeah, we have got some O's. Right then, let's get the jingle going. Oh, what a nose. When you really make a terrible shout. And you don't know what you're talking about. Everyone remembers what I know. Hi guys, just wanted to say that I love the pod and it always cheers me up. Just wanted to share some O's the children have made. While teaching RE, I asked the children if any of them know, knew what Lent was. One boy enthusiastically put up, put up his hand. He said, I know what Lent is. It's what you get in pencils. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't help myself and literally laughed out loud before explaining to him that was lead. While reading a story, I asked the children what a bay was. One, ch- one boy raised his hand and said, I know it's like a panda with sharp claws. <laughs> <laughs> the same child was asked by the swimming teacher what the safest place to swim on the beach was. He replied, on the sand. <laughs> Let's just say I had to turn away to stop myself from laughing. Uh, another quick one from me here. We once had an NQT who was panicking because the planning said to use landscape paper and she could only find portrait. <laughs> oh, that's an absolute doozy. That is a doozy. <laughs> Um, it's like one of them where it's like, uh, can you just go and ask, um, can you just go and ask the school office for a long stand? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what you can just imagine panicking, especially cause it's like NQT new, all yeah. that. I just be like, the planning says I need, I need landscape and I can only find it in portrait. Amazing. <laughs> go on. Have you got one? Yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple here. Um, the this I got these from a, a post that we saved a while ago where it was just saying like 
stupid stuff. So some of these, and then there's a couple of school related ones as well. So one says, I lit a scented candle to get rid of the smell of gas whilst I waited for the gas man to come. (laughs) (laughs) This, This is, this is, this is the height of, this is the height of, oh, this next one. Went over my handlebars as a kid, cut myself to shreds, walked home with the bike. One of my mates asked me what I'd done. I went to show him again and did the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. In, in my car, I put the torch on my mobile so I could see better whilst looking for my mobile. <laughs> <laughs> When I was in school, I put my finger in a sharpener and twisted. I don't know what I thought what would happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> then this, this this one is so funny. There's it two. I'll read the second one first because the second one's not as funny. So it says, it basically says, um, actually, no, I'll just read it all. Once, when I was working as a primary school teacher, I was laminating and also guillotining at the same time, alternating alternating between the two. As I leaned over the guillotine to trim the sheet of paper, I hadn't realised that my tie had accidentally (laughs) fed itself through the laminator. (laughs) Listen for this cliffhanger. (laughs) And was now pulling me in. (laughs) I only realized that it was too late, by which point the only thing I could do was switch it off with my nose. (laughs) I can just imagine the panic, the sheer panic in that man's, in that man's eyes as it got close. It's like a scene out of, uh, you know, like a James Bond villain. Yeah. (laughs) Someone there stroking a cat. You want to make it out this time, Mr. Bond. Just the time being laminated. I think it, um, I'm just laughing, just like someone walking in, just like, (laughs) turn it off with your nose. (laughs) Slow motion. (laughs) Oh, classic. Right, two more from me. Um, We have a TA in school who is nearing retirement and she has two grandchildren in school. She was in the staff room telling us all a few years ago that she was going to have to take the she was going to take them to the cinema to see a film about the cute teddy bear. We racked our brains for ages before realizing she meant the film. Can you guess the film? Uh, the what teddy bear? Just a cute teddy bear. Can I guess the film? Oh, Ted. Ted, yeah. We racked our brains for ages before realising she meant the fil- film Ted, which if you've seen it, you know why it's not appropriate for a four-year-old. We were in hysterics trying to explain to her why she should not do this. Oh, I just <laughs> thought it was a nice film about a talking teddy bear, she said. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. And this one to, to finish us. The, the, the first Ted film is well funny. Yeah, it is. It is good. Uh, did a day's supply in a school recently and was given directions to the staff toilets. I thought I'd followed them accurately and found toilets with a woman symbol on. I went in and used the facilities, grumbling a bit about how small the cubicles were. Then I used the basin, which, which was ridiculously low. 
Then I looked up <laughs> at the kind of posters that were on the wall and it hit me. I was in the girls' toilets for children, not the female staff toilets. The door led out to a corridor and I hovered by it, hoping desperately that when I left, I wouldn't be seen by any staff. Luckily, all was quiet and I crept out, hopefully unseen. I did manage to find the staff toilets to use a little bit later. <laughs> so oh my God. <laughs> they are so low. Oh, so low. So low. Um, she had those apple bottom jeans, boots <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> okay, we've got one more. Well, probably time for one more feature. So, what should we go for? Disgusting. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. Oh, proper. Disgusting. Well, there's some money, yes. Some more of your disgusting things. I mean, this has got to be one of the features where we get most of the <laughs> most stories because let's be fair, kids can be so, so disgusting. But yeah, right, go yeah. on and add him. Right, okay. Um oh, I just I, I don't know which one to start with. I am going to give a warning that two of these that I read like actually did make me a little bit like oh god but I, the thing is i know people love this pod but this is part of the pod you have to survive the disgustings <laughs> if you're an nqt or if you're new to the pod and you work in primary schools you may be changing year group who knows you need to listen to this because this this is this is what happens on, yeah. the, on the front line do you know what i mean so Saying that, (laughs) (laughs) a kid, a kid took a nugget of poo out of his pants, put it in his mouth and squeezed it through his teeth. Oh my, oh Jesus, that's, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what? I sometimes do that with chocolate. Like sometimes when I'm eating chocolate, I, I, I like it to melt in my mouth. But how could he do, do it with? The, do, you think, do, you think, do you think on the school photo he was the one with the really corny smile? <laughs> it's the way a nugget of poo, <laughs> like it was deep fried. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Oh my word! Um, a child having a race on the table using her nits. Oh God. Oh, loady, loady. <laughs> this is this is classic te- teacher. This <laughs> it's classic teacher. It's classic school. A year five child who used to soil himself had an arrangement with his teacher to put his soiled clothes in a bag in her cupboard to take home at the end of the day. One day he forgot, and that was the day she went on maternity leave <laughs> when she was. Re- <laughs> When she returned a year later, it was still in the cupboard. (laughs) Oh, Oh, my word. This is, yeah, this is grim. A year four boy telling me he thought he had diarrhea by holding his poo-covered finger up to my (laughs) face. (laughs) Oh, right. Now, now, I'm sorry, I've got one more. All right, go on then. This is the one that really did like that really did turn me a little bit. 
And it's only because of the word that this person uses to describe the action. Okay, right. so just so just wait for it. A child sneezed into the palm of her hand. A generous quantity of runny bright green snot appeared. <laughs> child looked at the snotty puddle, considered her next move for a split second, then put her mouth over it and slurped it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, that was written absolutely amazingly well. That one, yeah. it was the word slurped is stomach churning. Yeah, it's a wow word. Well done, <laughs> five dojos. Onomatopoeic, that in it. Onomatopoeia at its finest. I mean, the thing there is the only way that could be worse is if she was literally doing it through a straw. especially one of those paper straws you have to use now because it would have all come apart (laughs) (laughs) right here we go i've got one for you this this one i have never shared my disgusting story as i felt it was so strange that if anyone from my school listened they would figure out it was me (laughs) (laughs) This one particular reception year had to be one had to be my most disgusting yet. One hot summer's day, the sun cream was left out so we could top up, top up the children throughout the day. A boy decided to go to the toilet and poo on the floor. <laughs> As you do. I can just imagine a kid just sat there out in the sunshine, just picking up the newspaper <laughs> under his arm. <laughs> A poo, I think, <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> right. He grabbed some sun cream and smeared it all together. He then decided to apply the new brown sun cream all over himself and his friend who was also in the toilet. Oh one of those <laughs> one of those is moments. Like the, is it like those self-tanning? <laughs> um <laughs> Self-tanning sun creams. <laughs> Maybe he's onto something. Maybe on Dragon. Maybe on Dragon's Den next year, guys. I've yeah, got this if idea. You want, if, you to, if, you, if you want to keep the flies away, he's he's had a mare. <laughs> Wonder whether it was water repellent sun cream. Anyway, one of those moments where you don't know where to start on the cleanup. His mum laughed when we told her. <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know. I also, in the same year, had another boy who used his poo to write his name on the toilet door. It was a strange moment as it was the first time he'd actually wrote his name all year. So I was a little proud. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I bet that teacher had a split moment where they were like, if I take a picture of that and put it on tapestry. That's that's evidence he can spell his own name. <laughs> I wonder if he, if he missed a letter out, did he take a purple pen in? Did the teacher take a purple pen in? Yeah. Oh my oh, god, good. they are they are absolute uh, so good. Please, please, just keep sharing your stories. But one request from us because we've not had it in a while. We've not had it in a while. We we want some juicy confessions, guys. We want some anonymous. Naughty, naughty confessions, things you've done as a teacher. Well, not necessarily as a teacher, but things you've done 
that maybe if people found out you were a teacher, uh, you might be disciplined at the very least, or even sacked. Completely anonymous. Yeah. You will not be named and shamed. You will be respected. Yeah, go to the website, to Mr. P's podcast, share your stories. It can be of anything like mishaps you've had on a night out, terrible sort of dates, or anything like that. Just juicy confessions. That's what we're, we're, we're up for. Right, I've got two things to finish us off. First of all, do you fancy a wedding story? Oh, do I? I do. <laughs> Here we go. So, wedding story, and then we're going to finish the episode with the return of the one and only Mank kids, so get that soundtrack ready, Adam. Right, so, um, was at a wedding, went off without incident. We sat down for the wedding breakfast. A sweepstake goes round to guess how long the best man's speech will last. I dropped my fiver in and plop for 11 minutes 40 seconds. That word plop there <laughs> hits differently after all those stories we've just shared. Yeah. It's a proper posh do, Expenses, expensive as F. The bride's parents were loaded. It gets to speech time. Nothing seems unusual. The father of the bride does a good one. It's now the groom's turn. He kicks off talking about how the two of them met, the tough times they had had on little money, struggling from temporary job to temporary job, constantly battling to keep their heads above water financially. He bangs on about how proud he was after several fails. She finally got her accounting qualifications and she could earn serious wedge. Finally, years of evening classes with him alone were over. But no, she wanted to do more classes. So given she had more earning potential, he agreed. He carries on explaining how proud he is of her, uh, beavering away for so many evenings. He adds how thankful he is for several la- uh, several lads in the room bringing him to the position he was in. Strange choice of words, I thought. He asked the men in the room to turn over their dinner plates. Main course was yet to be served and to stand up if they had a red dot on the underneath of their plate. I do so. I have no red. D- so I do so. I have no red dot. Eight men st- stand up. So bemusedly, one or two suddenly looking uncomfortable at being a center of attention. One is a brother of the groom. Another is his boss. Our groom pulls out a rather thick envelope and hands it to his bride, explaining that it's traditional to give the bride a present on the wedding day, and he wanted to give her something unique that very few brides have probably ever had. She opens it, baffled. We're all baffled. While she starts to read, He explains that he's known all along she's been sleeping around for years, that he has photos to prove it. She's openly crying now. The standing men look like they wish they were someplace else. He apologizes to the wives of the standing men who presumably also wish they were someplace else. One of them stands up and walks out, leaving her husband behind. He says, your present, my dear, are papers for our divorce. With that, he puts the mic down. Should have dropped it for effect, really, and walks out pursued by a furious father-in-law who was probably angry about wasting the best part of 40K on the wedding. It was awesome. (laughs) Oh, my days. That is juice of the highest degree. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, I mean, again, we've talked about this before. What do you do if you're in that wedding party (laughs) and you've not yet had your main course? (laughs) <laughs> are you I, staying I do that one 
I'd be that one person, you know, when like the wedding planner or the waitress or waiter, yeah, like walking past and everyone's quiet and like, oh my god, oh my god, I'd just be like, excuse me, um, and a hundred percent throw the diabetes card. I mean, it's it's rare that I get to say it. I'd say just something like, just let you know, my blood sugars will drop if I don't eat soon. <laughs> I chose the lamb. Ah. <laughs> uh. Classic. I mean, that's ballsy. That that is that is that, that is epic. ballsy. Right. So right. we're going to finish off with a classic, classic little man kid story here. Let's get the uh, let's get the theme tune going. There we go. He's back. He's back with vengeance. So first day back for me last week. Um, <laughs> Now, I usually work with year four, uh, which is Mankid's year. And uh, just did the morning of, so I had my whole morning planned um, with year four. And then literally as I, as I got up, ready to go to school, uh, text from the deputy to say, you're not in year four. One of the year five teachers um, is off with their child because they're ill. You're going to need to do year five. Not a problem. Not got a problem with that at all. It's It's happened regularly before you know i'm i'm flexible like that i'm not one to kick off um although i was a little bit disappointed because i actually had a decent lesson planned but I'll, I'll do it this week um so the only downside was when i was with year five the teacher had left the plans for me to do right now i'm right. not i because i mean my hat goes off to supply teachers because I'm not going to lie, that math lesson I had to teach to year five was one of the toughest lessons I've taught in a long while. Mainly because... Do you know what you should have done? Just to what? let you know, if, if you'd have made a five-minute video of the diorama, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd have been absolutely fine with that lesson. Well, yeah. So... um Anyway, got through that lesson. I don't know. It was on fractions. Now, the, the tricky thing is I've not actually taught this year five class for a good few years. Um, and so it's so hard to just go into a lesson and teach it when you don't know what they already know, where the sort of where the sort of up to. You don't really know the kids. Do you know what I mean? I find it really, really tricky, really tricky. You're talking like you don't know what to expect from like don't know what to expect. Don't know where they're up to in the sequence of lessons. The lesson plan was left, but have they done well on the previous lesson? Have they grasped everything from that previous lesson? Even just not knowing the kids, so not knowing the ability and, and who needs more support than others. Do you know what I mean? It's just sort of like that. And I'm, yeah, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. there are so many supply teachers who go through that struggle. And, you know, I think we don't give... We always talk about how undervalued teachers are, but let's take a moment just to appreciate supply teachers as well, because again, through this whole pandemic, they will have struggled massively because, you know, they weren't in, well, you couldn't get days in school when the schools were not closed, but weren't open for the majority of pupils. So I think they've been through a really rough ride, but I mean, it must be so tough just to rock up to a school one day and teach class of children you've never met before following plans that you've, you know, anyway, made it through, got to lunchtime. In fact, no, it was break. So I go for break. I go for break, go for a quick brew in the, in the, in, and um, the TA is walking 
a group of year fours passed me to go and do an intervention. And in the group is Mankid, right? So he just turns around to me, looks at me, and just went like, not happy with you. I was like, pardon? He went, I'm not happy with you. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you didn't save me from spag. (laughs) (laughs) What? He was like, Thursday morning, I don't normally have to do spag because of you. Today, I had to do spag. <laughs> I am not happy with you. <laughs> I was just like, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> like, honestly, not, <laughs> not, my, not my problem. I've not chosen to teach year five. I had no choice. And, uh, and they're like, TA's like, right, come on, come on. So I was, I was just absolutely wetting myself. I'm not happy with you. Then it gets to lunchtime. So I'm walking through because I had to go over to the other side of the school. Uh, <laughs> walking through the dinner hall. Right. <laughs> um, and year four all having the dinner. So as I walk through, the whole of year four start booing me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> start booing me. Um, and man kid sat there. And it was the day after I'd just had a haircut. So all the kids are booing me and I'm like, guys, you know, playing along with it. Guys, it wasn't my choice. I'd have loved to talk, teach you this morning. And man kid just turns around and goes, your hair's a mess. <laughs> 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 still fuming, still absolutely fuming about the fact that I didn't teach him that morning. So, uh, well, yeah, absolute. You didn't save me from spag. <laughs> <laughs> Love I'd have loved him. To, I'd have loved him to have turned around at the end and just been like, "Stick that in your podcast and smoke it, our kid." <laughs> yeah. Your hair's a mess. <laughs> just trying to rinse me. Oh, great days, great days. Well, yeah. So, um, guys, that brings us to the end of another packed episode. We hope you've enjoyed it. Again, we hope we've given you a bit of a giggle, a bit of a smile, and. Um, yeah, thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We really, really do appreciate it. As we said earlier in the episode, we would love your support. If you could go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote and give us your vote, that would mean so, so much. If you've not already, pre-order the book, get your tickets for the live show, head over to Facebook, uh, join the Facebook group now, over twenty thousand or 21,000 members on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can join in with the chats about the episodes and just any other teacher-related banter that gets shared on there. If you've not already, please do go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe because that really helps as well. We will be back next week, hopefully in each other's company. Uh, Fingers crossed. We wish that (laughs) no more bubbles do go down. We can just make it to the end of the term in one piece. So, yeah, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care.